0: Hey, business building warrior. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim. I've got some guests today, Travis and Becky, married couple. We'll be bringing them on here in just a couple moments. But I want to tell you a little bit about a recap, a summary of what you're about to hear from their story today. So they were experimenting around on the internet after they saw a TikTok video. It wasn't one of our videos. Someone else made a TikTok video and They started selling a few things online, kind of goofing off, making a little bit of money. They, I think last year, the last full year, 2021, put about $15,000 or so in the bank net, just goofing around on Amazon. And you'll hear that part of their story. But then they started to discover our community. They got into the proven Amazon course. They started learning about replens. And we'll stick links to everything you'll hear today on this show. In the show notes for this episode, if you're watching on YouTube, the link is in the description. All the links are in the description. If you're on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app, look in the show notes. We have links to everything. One of the most important links, of course, is silentgym.com, where you can hear all the past podcast episodes. But they started getting into the proven Amazon course, like I was saying, and they started getting a little more intentional. It didn't take long before they were hitting $10,000 a month, $20,000, $40,000 a month in net sales, operating at around a 20% net margin, even while they're taking money out of the business for their own payment. So their net margins were really more like 25% or more after all expenses. So they've built a very robust business. They're going to hit about half a million, it looks like, this year, pretty easily in 2022. We're about halfway through the year as I spoke to them on this episode, and they're well on their way to doing that, again, with the Amazon Replen system. They speak in very glowing terms about this community, as you've heard from so many guests. Of course, I'm talking about our free Facebook group coming up on 70,000 members as I'm recording this. There's a link at silentgym.com. You can go join us anytime, jump in there, answer a few questions so we can kind of keep out the, the spammers and the goofballs. But then we let in the serious people who are really wanting to build a business. And you're going to see hundreds and hundreds of recently tagged success stories from great people like the couple you're about to meet, as well as many, many others who have joined our community over the years, sharing ideas. We do not see you as a competitor in that group. We see you as a fellow business building warrior, and you'll pick up on that vibe pretty fast as you hang out in the group. One of the things that I discuss with our guests today, Travis and Becky as well, is the fact that they will be at our event, August, 2022. We're going to Louisville, Kentucky. That's the 12th through the 14th of August, 2022. The website that you need for all the details and ticket information is theprovenconference.com. That's three words, theprovenconference.com. Go there, grab some tickets. Hundreds of people from all over the world this year are coming in to the event. We'd love to see you there. We talk a lot about Amazon success, a lot of the successful podcast guests that you've heard on this show. A lot of our coaches will be there. It's going to be an incredible event. We'd love to have you there. So let me look over my notes real quick and see if there's anything that I left out from the introduction. One of the things you're going to hear that really stands out, Becky is on the episode today, just a little bit. For the most part, it's just Brad and I, but she just comes in and you can see and hear the gratitude that's kind of the best theme word for that segment because they really got hit hard in 2008. And they started to find themselves finally digging out when they discovered this community and the Amazon opportunity. She's able to quit her job. He still has his, but it's very flexible. And it, they've built a beautiful life. They've built a beautiful life circumstance, lifestyle. They've got the dream back. You can just see the energy. So when she pops in, look for that. It was really cool hearing from her perspective, uh, just how powerful and significant this community is. And after we stopped recording, even they just emphasized over and over how meaningful this community has been to them. So they wanted to to pour back out some of what they've learned and they really wanted it to, to hit home and be helpful to you. So it was a bit of a longer episode today, but very much worth going through some very practical tips and strategies. We go into very specific numbers, but also just a very encouraging, uplifting episode getting to know yet another great success story from this community. So let's jump over and meet Travis and Becky George. Travis, welcome to the program. How you doing, Jim? I'm blessed, man. It's great to have you here. I'm
1: excited to get right into your story, buddy. Let's roll. All right. Basically, starting Amazon or selling on Amazon was I always, the story I tell, it's, it's my wife's fault. (laughs) <laughs> she found a TikTok. My wife's name's Becky. She found a TikTok and this was January of last year. She found a TikTok and it was leaf blowers on sale like $10 leaf blowers on sale at Lowe's. And I go no way and I go and I go to the Lowe's app just to look for it. I was like, "Wow, they actually have them." I said, this was in the morning. I said, we're leaving at lunch. We're going to grab a couple. I'm calling my son, my father-in-law, a couple of buddies. Hey, I'm about to get a $10, $11 leaf blower. Do you guys want one? And of course, it's early in the morning. They're like, what are you talking about? I said, Do you want a leaf blower or not? And I was like, yeah. So we get to the Lowe's and um, there's, I don't know, there was probably 16, 20 of them on the shelf that were all 11 bucks. And we grabbed four or five for us and whoever wanted it. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, I could flip these on Facebook marketplace. And I actually said out loud, I think we can flip these and make 20 or $30. Becky goes, no, you're not. You're going to make a hundred dollars on those. <laughs> I was like, you think? And literally we bought, We le- we actually left some there. Like I was thinking to myself, Somebody else is going to see this. They're going to want one. Let's leave a few. Yeah, we sold 15 of them on Facebook Marketplace for $85 plus.
0: So, so that and was your start? $85 each or you, you cleared $85 profit? No, no. $85 each. Yeah. Beautiful, man. So you did pretty yeah. well on that. But that was your first adventure in e-commerce.
1: Um, well, I've always like... Instead of doing a garage sale, it's like, do we need this stuff? I'll put it on Marketplace. Do I got need you. this? You know, we've always kind of like, it was onesie Tuesday stuff. Sure. But because of that TikTok, we both watched, we worked from home at the time. I still work from home. It was on our internet. So the algorithm takes over, right? We start seeing all this stuff about reselling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just kind of scroll past it, whatever. Then the stuff for Amazon started coming on, but it was the Lamborghinis and the Bugattis, right? Yeah. The guys with the stacks of
0: cash and all right, that. Right,
1: right. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I just kept, but I just kept scrolling by and sitting on the couch one night. And for what, it, it just stuck with me because years ago, I sold my textbooks on Amazon from college because you'd made more money than giving them back to the bookstore, right? For sure. Amazon, would pay you. Amazon paid but, you back then, right? Straight up paid you for the books. Did you ever yeah. do that? Yeah. No, this was, I'd had to, it was kind of the same thing as if you FBM.
0: Oh, okay. Because in the early, early days, you could say, "Hey, Amazon, here's the books I have," and they would just buy them from me, cut you, cut mm-hmm. you a check. But now you
1: have to sell them to a, another to another buyer, right? Right. So, yeah. It was more like the FBM. This was right in the late 2000s. Okay. And never thought nothing of it. You know, I had a. I didn't even realize. Like, I don't not what I knowing what I know now. Like, I already had a seller account. Well, I went to go get in that seller account to try to check it out, and it was like shut down or something. They must have canceled it. I was like, okay. So I started doing some research online, start looking at it. And the Bugattis and the Lamborghinis and stacks of cash in the back of my head, I was like, this is multi-level marketing somehow. I'm going to have to join up with somebody and do this. There's no way that these guys yeah, are making yeah. this kind of money. And not, It's a network
0: marketing pyramid
1: thing or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. And I, uh, I just kept looking into it. And into the YouTubes I went. And into the Facebook groups, I went and I think we joined um, your Facebook group early on.
0: Hmm.
1: And it was always just something to reference, you know, and that kind of thing. And our first sales were at the end of February. And it was a lock, like a Bluetooth lock for a front door and waffle irons that we found on clearance at Walmart. I still like we always, we always kind of refer to that, the lock and the waffle irons. That was, that was our first sales. And we kind of, we were just kind of throwing some extra cash at it at first. Sure. Then it kind of turned into a thing. That's what I always say. We figured out it was a thing. And so we had a long conversation about it. Do we want to, you know, I'm thinking vacation money, gas money. I'm not thinking business and leaving a job or anything like that. So we said, what, what can we handle? And we threw $2,000 of our personal money onto a credit card. Went out and bought stuff. I had to go back a little bit. Before the seller account was actually approved, we were one of those that bought stuff. So I had to do a lot of returns from the beginning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. stuff because you were buying things you were excited about, but turns out you're not approved to sell, that sort of thing, right? Right, right. Got to put um, the cart ahead of the horse a little bit, getting started, eager to roll.
1: Yep. Yep. So approved for the seller account, found out it works. And then we went and we decided to put $2,000 into it. And that was middle of end of March, maybe a month, a month into it. And I think it was June. We had a $10,000 month and we were just, we were blown away. We were absolutely blown away. And we just flipped that money. We didn't take any profits from that $2,000. We were just flipping the profits at the time. We both worked full-time at the time. And we found a really good... Didn't really understand what a replan was at the moment, but we found a really good replan that we could keep going back for and keep flipping it.
0: Right. You um, just kind of
1: stumbled into it.
0: You weren't using, for example, Keepa at that
1: point. We were We were using Keepa. You were? Okay. Um, I don't think we were using Inventory Labs yet. There was another one, Seller Tools or Seller... I don't remember which one it was, but we ended up switching to Inventory Labs. Right. And it was Keepa and Inventory Labs and Seller Central. Our first probably two months was trying to do shipments through Seller Central and just using Keepa.
0: Right.
1: Um, and then we eventually got Inventory Labs.
0: And that really helped smooth things out. Yeah.
1: Yes. I wouldn't even know how to go into Seller Central and do a <laughs> shipment anymore. <laughs>
0: Me either. Yeah, that's how we land. We've, well, I don't do a whole lot of it anyway. My, my team kind of runs that part of the business. But yeah, I'd, I'd be useless. Yeah, Inventory Lab is what we use. but And there's other options out there, of course. I'll stick a link to that in the show notes and anything else we mentioned, of course, by the way. but Okay, so you were finding some inventory and you were actually coming across some repeat sale inventory even yeah. uh, at this point. And we're, we're talking June of 2021. We're talking about a year ago as we're recording this. Yep. Right. And you had your first $10,000 sales month. All right. That's awesome, man. Keep it going.
1: Yeah. And so we were then the ideas, and I was more involved in the different Facebook groups with your group. I think by now I had done some networking with her name's Jen. It's one of Abe's shoppers. I had done some just like, you know, bouncing questions off of her. And she kind of pointed me more here, talk to Abe. Dave's one of the coaches on our team for those who don't yep. know. Yeah. Yep. And he he's been great. I mean, it's we're not in a coaching situation with him, but like I sent him a message. Hey, what do you think about this? And yeah. he tells me, yada, yada, yada. Okay, great. And I think that's really key in this is that is the networking part. If you gotta do coaching, do coaching. Don't think you've got to tackle this monster on your own. And I I tell people that all the time. And I refer them to you guys. <laughs> oh, thanks. And so that was kind of... I started doing a little bit of meeting some people, at least online. And the replen died. It got tanked. The price got tanked. The, the, one, that that well. so the one that was doing well. So you had one was doing good.
0: good. It was It was a lot of your business, I take it.
1: Yeah. 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 And that one tanked. And so we kind of dipped in August. On top of that, we decided to move. We decided to move. We bought a new house. So that kind of affected the business. But by that time, we were talking about this is really a thing and we can really make an income on it and started talking about when can we leave our jobs? And we were all in. And business like LLC and insurance and business cards and business accounts, we were all in at that point. Going into quarter four, I want to say we were right around the $60,000 mark going in. And I say quarter four, that was going in probably to, to November. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had no idea what I was in for as far as quarter four. And by the second week of December, we hit that six figure mark and we were super excited. And like, we knew, we knew this could work you six figures for the year you're saying for the year, for the yeah. year. So that was from February until December, we hit six figures.
0: Nice. And this is still just kind of figuring it out on your own.
1: Yep. Uh, By
0: this time, I think
1: I was in Pat. You had the proven Amazon course at that point. Okay.
0: So you had you been through the replens training then about around Q4.
1: I was kind of. I didn't really sit down and watch the whole thing. Right. I was kind of. I'd bounce into that, watch a couple things. Sure. Bounce into something else, watch a couple things. Like it was all. It was all what I was more using it for problem solving. Yeah. You you, you know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. And then. After quarter four is where I said, I watched the whole thing on replants, And by then I kind of knew what replens were, but I was having a hard time finding them outside mm-hmm. of groceries. Like I That's couldn't right. find, I couldn't find it down the hardware aisle, those right. kind of things. Right. And I watched that whole thing with Jimmy and it was totally, it was like, yep, Okay. I see what I'm doing wrong. And we turned that around and then you came out with a VA program. And this was, I'm speeding up a little bit. This was probably, I was talking with my wife about, we need to get a VA. We need to find somebody to do this. But my problem was, we had a shopper. We had two shoppers during quarter four. And one of the gals, she ended up getting a full-time job. So we just we just had the one shopper. Um, she's actually our full-time employee now. And she does shopping for us and our pack and prep. And then we have another gal that does part-time pack and prep for us. At your house, um, or does she take it to her own place? Nope. We, uh, the house that we bought, fortunately came with a pole barn and it had a section insulated and all set up. It was the guy, the previous owners, like it was like his workshop kind okay. of place.
0: So it's made we for took- year round, comfortable working. Yeah. Yep. yeah, where do you guys live? I don't re- remember. Uh, up in, we're up in Michigan. Michigan. Okay. You're north of me. So you get real winters up there. You got to have yep. heat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we, we ended up, with this this insulated area we call it our warehouse yeah you know and we went from that was a huge improvement from our old house because at our old house we were literally me and my wife were packing and prepping with two dogs in probably a small bedroom size area right and that used to be my man cave converted the man cave into a uh, into like our pack and prep area.
0: Business center. That's a big sacrifice,
1: man. Right. Oh no. Oh, hey, but... it was. It's been worth it. And I. There's been some other sacrifices along the way, but our family and friends, they don't understand it, yeah. but they've been supportive about it. And it's been a. It's been a really cool ride. So I'm well, jumping let me, around. Let me ask you something, Trev. Is uh Is Becky
0: nearby by any chance? Yeah. yeah. I would love to just hear. Just you know, you start talking about family, friends, and how your business is, how your life is kind of changing. I would love to hear if she's available. Like, if there's anything you've left out so far, Becky, you around? Because that'd be cool to hear your perspective on this. Hey, there you are! Awesome.
2: Hey, hi there.
0: Thanks for popping in. This is Absolutely. really cool. So yeah, just you know, you have you heard uh, a lot of what Travis has shared with us so far.
2: A little
0: bit in and yeah. out, yeah. Okay, well, I appreciate you just jumping in and be, since you were nearby, Phyllis, how has this business changed your lifestyle, your routine? Just give us some of that perspective, if you don't mind.
2: Well, absolutely. I don't know how how much. I didn't hear the whole thing of what Travis had said, but well, he
0: talking about uh, how you guys went from using a bedroom to now you've got a like a a, a barn that it's insulated and um, yeah. No. um
2: I don't it, know it, you guys
0: he, he hadn't didn't tell us all the detail either I'd love to hear you guys had jobs before what were they and and have you moved away from those maybe you could answer those couple questions for us
2: okay well one of the things this is for Travis and I this is a little bit more emotional I would mm. say we were hit pretty badly by the recession in 08 uh, in oh. 2008 when everything you yeah know, kind of the changed. housing crash yes we yeah we both lost our jobs. It was just a devastating time for us. And so this is basically our comeback story. So this is, this is really something that's, that is a, a little, we're, we're covering this a little bit, oh. a little bit more. I'm sorry. Our, our dog is deciding he wants to be a part of this as well. So uh,
0: that'll just make it <laughs> even more popular. That's great. <laughs> Kids and dogs um, always make the show a hit.
2: So yes, we are we're really protecting this baby a little bit more than something just random passing. Uh this is this is, you know, getting us to back to where we are feeling more comfortable and confident and right. this has been wonderful for us. So yes, when I love um, you called
0: it a comeback story, Becky.
2: It is. It, it, it really is. That resonates. When we when we hit rock bottom in '08, um, we've just been clawing our way back up to the top, and and this is this has been a godsend for us. Honestly, we are just so grateful for every opportunity that we've had, and the Amazon, the whole Amazon monster, it, it, it's just growing and growing and growing, and it's it's surprisingly there doesn't seem to be an end. And we're okay with that. We're really, I mean, the <laughs> opportunities that are there are endless and we love it. We love it. Now with us in our old home with two dogs, it, him and I, and we're, we're not little people, mm-hmm. let me tell you. And we have a 40 pound dog and a 60 pound dog that wants to be right in our faces, do, you know, trying to help us out.
1: I call them our quality inspectors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure.
2: So uh, all of us in that little room, trying to pack and prep and box, and mm-hmm. you know, where do we keep all of our supplies? And it was, it, you know, it was kind of a a, a little trying at times.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little, cha- um, a little chaotic.
2: A little, a little. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Little is um, a good word. Yeah.
2: But you know this, and and doing this. And as far as we've come with the business has afforded us to be able to buy a, a house with more room and uh, with a pool bar. And so it's been been fantastic. Now we are able to expand and we can actually feel, you know, we can realize how how we're growing. Mm-hmm. And this has been wonderful for us. And it just, it feels, it feels, I mean, it, we have no ceiling we just go and you don't we're not gonna stop you don't and yeah. so one of the you know one of the things that I always say is he's the brains behind the operation I'm just kind of the silent partner here but honestly he once we got once we got started with this he threw himself into it watching I heard your name more times than I can <laughs> can count Sorry um, about because, that. No, 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 because you were educating and he learned so much mm. from watching you and listening to your podcasts. And every time I would, if he was, you know, in the room or in the barn at the time, something, you know, I, I hear your voice in the background playing and I know oh, he's, he's learning some more today. So he just threw himself into the whole thing and learned so much. And the Amazon community has been phenomenal. I cannot tell you how grateful we are for all of the support. And, you know, everyone has been great just helping each other out. And it's, it's, you know, it's not a, it's not cutthroat, like a lot of places are. It's a lot of people trying to help each other out. And I I am so grateful for that. You know, there's, there's always going to be a couple of bad apples, but it, sure. it doesn't spoil the rest of the bunch because everybody else is so fantastic and, and so uplifting. And it it's really, it, when you can come together like that as a community, it's it's made a world of difference for us.
0: Yeah. And that's phenomenal. And the theme of everything you just said is gratitude. And it just, even in your tone and your expression, you know, for those who are listening, you know, you see Becky, she's just beaming. She's grateful. This I am. this was a big deal for you guys. And Absolutely. the fact that this community played a role helping you go from, that place that's not too far in your distant memory. I mean, two thousand eight was was rough for us as well. We we bought what we thought was a good deal in a house right before the market crashed. So suddenly we're in negative equity, and uh, oh. yeah, I don't have to go back too far to remember. You if know, that
2: uh, was that was a very painful time. And a then. lot
0: of people were in really rough shape, not unlike right now. You know, COVID did that to a lot of people. Now you guys were kind of set up to weather that storm. It sounds like, but.
2: Yes, Yes. we we both worked from home at the time um, due to COVID. So uh, we were both working full-time jobs. And then after we would get off of work, after work was done for the day, that was when we started our nighttime job being Amazon. And we would go into the stores and we were going from store to store until probably nine o'clock at night. And it was it, it turned into two full time jobs, is what it did. But if you're willing, and you know you you are ready, if if this is what you truly want, you're going to put that extra time in. You can't, you know, that's one thing that we've definitely learned. You're not going to stand around and wait for someone to hand it to you because it's never going to come. And we were more than willing to go out there and just work our hind ends off just to try to try to make something better for ourselves and you know it's it's really paid off. I was able to leave my job uh, at the first of the year. We we finally got to that point where awesome. we discussed it and we came to a point where we can't grow any further because we don't have any more time. Yeah. And we had to make a decision, do I stay at my job you know, my husband is the the insurance bearer for the mm-hmm. two of us. So he carries the insurance for the two of us and he has larger retirement. And so it made more sense that I would leave my job and I didn't, you know, financially it made more sense for him to keep his job as well. So it was a little bit easier for me to walk away. And we made that decision that come the first of the year we're going to go all in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing this full time.
0: Well, that's been and, six seven months ago. I mean, what what's your report on how it's gone? Are you, was
2: that a good move for you guys? Yes, yes. absolutely, a hundred percent, no Beautiful. question. The hardest part for me, I think, was the lack of structure. Um, it was very hard for me at first to put my day together. You know, when, you know, you have worked your whole life on a nine to five, you know, I'm starting work at this time. I'm done with work at this time. And this is what I have to do in between. Well, once you're working for yourself, you don't have that anymore. So what am I going to do today? Mm -hmm. And that was, that was, I think the toughest part for me was trying to, to put a little bit structure into my day and. And this is what I'm gonna do today, and this is what I'm gonna do tomorrow. And it it all came together and it's it's been working beautifully.
0: That's fantastic. Well, Becky, you're more than welcome to continue to join us. I know before we hit record, you said you guys are waiting to get a UPS shipment out. So I don't want to keep you if that's a priority, but I'd love to have you here either way. But yeah, thanks for sharing that part. I think it's easy for us guys to just kind of fly through the facts, but you brought in a an emotional element, a gratitude element that that I think is going to help a lot of people just understand and appreciate, you know, just how significant this business can be. And
2: can you, you yes, told your story
0: is. beautifully. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, let's get back, Travis. I, I want to. There's one one question you were answering, and we brought Becky in, but I want to make sure and get some clarity on. You're throwing some numbers at me, and anytime we do that, I don't want neglect, to neglect. What kind of margins are we talking about? You said you'd hit 100k for the your first year doing this. You guys are having um, some beautiful numbers now, and we'll get into that. But what were your net margins early on and into the, you know, your first few months of doing this?
1: For the most part, we were, according to Inventory Labs. I didn't add one thing. I didn't do is I didn't really have a bookkeeper or an accountant. Sure. And I was just trying to figure out the numbers on my on my own. Right. But after we did get a book count, bookkeeper, and accountant, we were at about fifteen percent for twenty.
0: Twenty-one. That that was when you kind of fumbling through, and you started to learn replans. Fifteen yep. percent of that hundred k, fifteen thousand dollars or so. That was kind of the experimental year. Yeah. But yep. you had proof of concept, and, yep. and to repeat territory already covered. You jumped into the proven Amazon course. You started studying replans a little more seriously. Kind of that year mark. Yes. And, and now we start getting into what what's the new routine. Now you're you know your wife is home now. She's in the business full time, and, and you're you're able to focus more on the business because you've got the pole barn now. Yes. So like, what's it looking like now? It bring us up to
1: speed a little bit. So my wife likes to give me a lot of credit about being the smart one, but she's the admiral. <laughs> Nothing I saw that look in- you gave her. <laughs> 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 I, do, I do. I do do my research, but she's the admiral. We discuss everything. It's a joy having her at home. Other couple teams or husband and wife teams can probably tell you there's a fine line to balance between the business and home life. Yeah. And uh, I try very hard to keep those two. I don't want to tell her what to do (laughs) kind of thing. You know what I mean? She's still my wife. Absolutely. Every once once in a while, I just say like, hey, is there anything you need help with? Those kind of things. And we work really well as a team. You figured it out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah, so back to your back to your question, we got into the replans. We didn't have a post-quarter four hangover. Our numbers continued to grow. We, January, I'd have to look it up. I'm not exactly sure what December's numbers were, but January was our first $40,000 month. I remember that. And I was like, well, this just has to be the stuff that didn't sell during Christmas. And it's just like that. Well, turnaround February was a $50,000 month. And I'm like, wow, okay, great. And at this time, we had a shopper. We, she's now coming to our warehouse, our barn, packing and prepping for us. My wife is now out of her job. She's putting in the time that, you know, going out shopping, picking up those things. I'm trying to teach her about the replens, how to find them. We're doing more online sourcing. And then I can't remember if it was on your podcast or if I stumbled across a post, I found out you had a VA.
0: Right. Or a I was VA to talk about the, the VA program. Yeah. That's yeah. the uh, VA.com. For those who don't know, we'll stick a link in the show notes. But you hired one of our trained VAs from us.
1: But at what point did that happen? We started going... I think I started talking to Kyle in April. And we had okay. her on board by the end of April. So we're only talking three, four months ago. I mean, this is fairly recent developments. Yes, yes. Okay. And it's been a game changer. I'm not going to lie. So this is our typical week was 80% going out there, hunting the clearance shelves. We had some replens that we'd go get, but I'd say that was about 20% of our business was replens at that time. And it was still, it was mainly grocery. There's profit there, but there's there's not a lot. And at any given time, especially with now, kind of what we went through in the last three months, a lot of grocery replens died because the price hasn't adjusted yet. The price went up on what we had to buy them for. Yes. And now there's no, the profit margin isn't there no more on Amazon. So it was just perfect timing when, when we contacted Kyle and got involved and out of the gate, I wrote down some numbers between April 20th and the end of May, she found 150 items. Um, wow. I would say we're in around the 75% to 80% range of what we actually buy. Yeah, so of
0: those 150, 80% are ones that you're buying.
1: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. And wow. it's not well over 100 of them. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So let's say 100 of them. We're not buying one of them. We're buying five, 10, yeah. to test it out. And then we're like, how many can we buy? What (laughs) stores do we have to order from? You know, all that stuff. We, you know, and number wise, I'm strictly guessing because I don't, this is one part where I lack is figuring out the exact numbers. And I know a lot of the viewers, a lot of people in the group, they want to know exact numbers, but I want to say between April 20th and May 3rd, we profited probably 4k off those uh, just off those replants, May thirtieth, May thirtieth, yeah, yeah,
0: that's amazing. So your virtual assistant way more than paid for herself within a week or two. Yeah, yeah,
1: oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, great. part of the I will, I will. Part of that numbers, they're still probably in Amazon, and as oh, long sure. as the prof profit holds, I'm adding some of that into it too. As yeah. long as those profit numbers hold that's about what we'll make off those items between May and or between the end of April and June. Yeah. That, that makes total
0: sense. It's, and a lot of these are replins that are going to be with you for a while. I mean, she's finding yeah. good stable replins for you. Yeah, yeah. That that's fantastic. Assuming it's a, she, I think you referenced her as a, she, we have Yeah, she, she
1: is. I don't know if we can mention her name or not. I don't know. It, it's irrelevant. Really. I mean, she works
0: for you now. And yeah. maybe that's my chance to just mention to the listeners real quick, what that program is. we, primarily in the Philippines. We've got contacts and we search and we, we find, vet, interview, train, test. And then once they're ready, we put them into the pool of talent where gentlemen like you, Travis, and others who are interested can say, Hey, I want a trained virtual assistant who finds replens for me online all day, every day. Like That's what they do for a living for $4 per hour. You hired one of them and now they're working for you. So we we do the the heavy lifting if so to speak of the process. And you're certainly people can certainly go out and find a virtual assistant and train them on these things and do it on their own. That's perfectly fine. Right. But you guys invested in having one of our trained VAs jump into your business. And it sounds like you're a few months in. It's definitely been a good investment for you guys.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly like cannot, I think it's a great problem. What Kyle does with those with those guys and what he's training them, I I'm amazed because there is a part where you kind of, well, this is what they taught us, and then we kind of go, well, this is our criteria, and this is what we would like to see you do.
0: Yeah, sure. You tweak, um, you tweak a little bit, or you may have a certain store that you want them to check out, or yeah. one of the things we encourage people to do is take some pictures of some local, unusual, maybe stores near you, and and send that to your VA, have them do the research on those pictures, right? Okay, that's right. inventory you can source. But it sounds like you guys too. One of the things is important to point out is you went from doing all online. And you mentioned earlier to, I'm sorry, all offline, traditional, going to stores, mm-hmm. retail stores, filling in shopping carts to some or a lot of online. What's the breakdown now between those two?
1: So we did a complete 180. And instead of 80% clearance shopping, we're now 80% replant. Online <laughs> or, or uh, retail on those replins. Well, you're from the Midwest, so you know these two stores well. It is much better for us to go to Menards and Myers to find these items. And that's one thing that I kind of wanted to bring up. Yes, the going into the store is very time-consuming. And I know a lot of people do very well with online sourcing and just having the stuff dropped off or dropped off at a prep center. Yeah. I remember taking our VA's list the first or second week that we had it to go into Menard's. I probably found five or six different replens because I went inside the store and was looking at the same kind of products.
0: Hey, quick interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. But I want to make sure you know about The Proven Conference coming up August 12th through 14th, 2022 in Louisville, Kentucky. Join hundreds of your fellow business building warriors, the same people who listen to this podcast, the successful students you've heard interviewed, the coaches on our team. There's over 60 of them. We're all going to go hundreds of us to Louisville, Kentucky, August 12th through 14th. We want you there. Come hang out, be a part of this incredible community. We've done this several times in the past. It gets better every single time. It's unlike any other conference you've ever been to because the stage and all the breakout sessions are comprised of the great leaders and students from our own community. We don't bring in outside experts that you could go watch on YouTube anytime you want. Now we are putting on stage the people that you would love to meet face-to-face. It's an event unlike any you've ever attended. It will change your life. August 12th through 14th, 2022 in Louisville, Kentucky. See theprovenconference.com for details theprovenconference.com. There's a link in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get back to the program.
1: I probably found five or six different replans because I went inside the store right. and was right. looking at the same kind of products.
0: Yeah, th- there's gold. I love going to stores. Nothing <coughs> beats going to stores. Yeah, right. Some people are like, I don't want to. I hate it. I don't like it. It's inconvenient. Okay, that's fine. Don't shop right. online. Right. That's right. great. That's great for you. But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, You can drop me in any store that has shelves and barcodes and I'm going to walk out with five or 10 replants. Give me a couple hours. I mean, you know, and these are repeat sell profitable items. They're just everywhere. Right,
1: right. right. And I'm the same way. Uh, When Becky left her job, we had to take her computer equipment to a FedEx store, which I didn't know existed. I guess it's the leftovers from Kinko's. Instead of a UPS store, we had to go to the FedEx store. Right. I'm in there. She's doing her thing. They're getting it packaged up. I almost bought four or five items. They just didn't quite hit my criteria of what we buy to source, but like they were right there. And I had like, yeah, when we go in that area, I sometimes think, should I check and see if maybe they marked them down? Yeah. And it was a FedEx store. Like who would source that? that yeah. You know? That's like premium retail.
0: But that's like a gas station convenience store type right. prices, right? That's like right, a right. bottle of whiteout is like $8 in there. It's like, you know, everything's right. marked up because they know you're kind of desperate. But still, even there.
1: And then there's another story where we had to replace our pool filter. I'm in my local pool store, whatever, you know, doing. And they had an item on sale that they're basically trying to get rid of. And she actually, my wife actually handed it to me to say, do you think we need this? They're only a dollar. And I'm like, wait, they're a dollar? I scanned it right away. Yeah, we walked out with 250 of them and we're going back this week to get more.
0: That's great. And potentially a partnership there. I'm thinking, you know, a local store owner. I've struck up a relationship like that with someone in our area, a good friend of mine that uh, I've now got access to his list and I can pour through and he can order stuff and throw it on the truck kind of thing. It turned into much more than that for us. But yeah, there's little locally owned businesses with excess inventory and wholesale catalogs and things that you'll never get access to on your own. Make yep. great partnerships. You dig a little deeper on that one. Don't just clear out the clearance, but build
1: a relationship. Oh, no, no, I he's got my business card and we've talked about there you go. He, you know, he right now is prime season, so he doesn't want to put anything sure. on sale if he doesn't have to. Of but course. I think at the end of summer up here in, in the great white north, we're gonna have quite a few conversations. So
0: beautiful. You're gonna find some opportunity there because there's a lot of people that live in warm areas, unlike us crazy Midwesterners. There's some <laughs> people that live warm year round, man, and you could sell right. his stuff online in the winter. And uh, yeah, potential budding partnership there for sure. Well, that, this is great, man. Well, where, where else do you want to go with the, with the story? Of, of anything else we could learn here? Or, you know, I wouldn't mind hearing some recent numbers. I mean, you got us up through, what were you talking about? Yep. April, I think. When you know here we are coming up in July as we're recording this of 2022. You
1: know, how's the most recent month looking? So we are, for the year, that's the last 12 months. For a year to date, we're at just over 260,000. So a year from last, I guess we can say June. Yeah, we're at two hundred sixty thousand.
0: Two sixty. So you—that's that's the year to date. Twelve most recent months.
1: Yep, yep. That's awesome, and dude. Just this year alone. Whoops. This year alone. You no, know, that's that's year to date. I'm sorry. That's, that's just twenty twenty two January so two sixty.
0: Yeah, two hundred sixty
1: one is just from January. Six
0: months, two hundred and sixty k. The last six months. That's fantastic. I, so you're on, know, like, you're on pace to do I
1: half a million easily in 2022. We're we're hoping so. And my sale... I just want to. Anybody new who's listening, my sales numbers don't mean anything until we get the bottom line of it. And of course, April, May, and June, I was just over twenty percent net so margin. I was pretty I was pretty excited about that. That's yeah. awesome. Without before that's before you paid yourself, I assume. No, that's with so. We're not an S-corp. And this is getting a little bit into the weeds of how to, your business entities. We just pull an owner's investment piece out of it. It still counts against our income. My accountant could tell you way more or any accountants could explain this better. So we do, we do pull a portion out of that. And um, that's, that replaced my wife's income.
0: Okay, so you're saying 20% net profit margin even after you're taking some out for your wife. Or are yeah. you saying that's before? It is. So, okay. That's, that's so you'd be at 25%, let's say, net margin if you weren't right. paying yourself. Right. And yeah.
1: that was that was definitely April, May. and, and May, April and May. I haven't gone through June's numbers yet. I think I said June yeah. before, but that's April and May. Oh. Those were those numbers. And I guess this is where maybe you could give me some advice. Even with those numbers, we have... And I heard Kyle talk about it, or he, he wrote about it in his post we've hit that $40,000 a month mark Mm -hmm. and it goes up a little. And I think in February we hit 50, but it always floats around that $40,000 a month mark. And I love Kyle's story that he posted on the Facebook group. And I think he's out traveling right now on vacation and he owes me a phone call. So when you hear this, Kyle, if you haven't called me yet, (laughs) I want to pick his brain about that situation, but what's your advice to just, when you find these plateaus or to get over these humps, what's your advice on that?
0: Well, you know what? There's a few things pop into my head as you say that. I know Jimmy has a mastermind that we run from time to time that would be a great investment for you. Jimmy, of course, is the guy that kind of systemized the replens process for our community. And, and uh, we, you know it was already happening in our community, but he's the guy who kind of put a process behind it. Zero to 10,000, 10,000 to thirty. Thirty to I think the next step is fifty or maybe seventy. I can't remember, but he just here's what it looks like. So our course is kind of laid out that way, but we have a mastermind that says, "Okay, you hit ten thousand. Now let's start hitting those new benchmarks." And your operating procedures is one of them. Just kind of going through and making sure you're doing everything. A lot of people way smarter than any of us, you know, if I've already been there, done that. <laughs> so right. hey, let's just, let's learn from them. So that's one. Check your operating procedures against that kind of default, both in the training or ideally, like I think in this last round of Mastermind, we've got 30, 40 students going through it with Jimmy as their primary leading expert in the group. Um, So that would be something for you guys to look into. Another one is just as a basic tip, kind of look through if there's any time waster products that you're kind of married to emotionally. Like, yeah, we're still kind of churning the wheel on that. It's not doing a whole lot for us, but it takes up a lot of time, effort, energy. There's not a lot of margin. Give up some of the bottom 20% right? that's not doing a whole lot for you. And that bottom 20% could be taking up a lot of work and, and time and effort and energy. It could be 50% of your work is on that bottom 20% of your margin, right? So you give up some of those. And on the top products, the ones that are really doing well for you, make sure you've maximized those, meaning... We're selling the six-pack like crazy. Well, when's the last time you looked at the 12-pack and some of the other products associated? Like those brands really dig deep on your top ones. And then the other tip I would give you that I see work for a lot of people is look for more expensive products. Now that you're confident in your ability to pick winners, look for more expensive products. Products that cost you $100 to buy, they're selling for three twenty. dollars Instead of cost us $10 to buy and we sell for $35. Right,
1: right. Same
0: amount of effort and energy a lot more net margin when it's all said and done. Now that you're confident with the system and you have a little more money to play with without doing any more work, now you've built a business with bigger numbers and bigger net margins, if that makes sense. So that's that's just a few of the basic tips I would give someone in your position to get to that $100,000 a month level from where you are. Those are some of the big picture things that could work. In in building systems, what you're going to find, and it's the strangest thing, but the less you work, the more money you're going to make. Because you're building systems that replace right, you. Right. I get what you're saying. And then you can just tweak the knobs on those systems because you've got good right. people in place. But if you're the one running out because they got a sale at this store across town, and that's how you spend your Saturday, bringing in a couple hundred extra bucks, when you do the math, like probably should have built a new <laughs> process instead. Right. Right. Hired right. another shopper. Right?
1: And that's where I'd say we we lack in. I guess that's where our ADHD kicks in is when it comes to the systems or the SOPs or the admin side. Like I think my accountant emailed me today and he was like, Hey, uh, I seen you haven't done the books for May or June yet. So, you know, that's just, that's we're we're very much in the operator state where we're very much hands-on. And we, we literally talked about it last night about how do we go from being an operator to an mm-hmm. owner, and, like yes. you were saying, turning the knobs more than mm-hmm. doing the um, work. And, doing and we work.
0: default to busy work so often, more like, I know I should be doing something. I don't want to do the big rocks. I'm just going to stay really busy on the little rocks today, said. And I've had that sense of accomplishment. You know, it's like a landscape owner. My kid, I was just watching him mow our grass out here. So, that's the example I'm using. You And know, if, if one of my sons actually does own his own landscaping company. But if he decided, I'm just going to stay busy today and mow a bunch of lawns. Well, okay, you made some money, but not nearly as much as if you had gone out and found a bunch of new clients and hired a couple new mowers <laughs> to mow, right? So you think like a business owner, instead of just staying busy, you get out. And a book I want to recommend is uh, Michael Gerber's E-Myth. You ever read it? Heard of it? Not that one. No. Michael Gerber E-Myth. It's Entrepreneur Myth. And the big myth is, the big secret of the book is, just because like the example he uses throughout the book is a, a lady who makes the best pies. So everyone's like, hey, you need to start a bakery and sell your pies. So she does. But just because you can make good pies does not mean you can run a good pie making business. Those are two completely different subjects altogether, as you know, right. and he just breaks it down. So you go from being you know the great pie maker to being someone who runs a business. And those skills are transferable across right? any number right. of different oh. business models. It's the same skill set.
1: I love picking up a, a book like that and reading
0: it. And You'll uh, enjoy it. It's told in story format. It's a bestseller. It's been out for a long time. There's, E-my, there's a E-Myth Revisited, I think it's a newer version, but either way you go, you're going to love it. You're going to see the point. It's going to smack you like a two by four as soon as you get into it because it's, it's right on this topic.
1: Okay. Okay. Will do. And I guess then another question for you is we also got involved with a crew and Great sponsor
0: of this community, Akrumi. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um,
1: I interrupted you. No, no, that's okay. We'll make a little mark here. My wife keeps telling me I'm saying um too much. <laughs> no, that's... You're, you're doing great. <laughs> um, so then I say um again. um, And again, so anyways, AccruMe. Yeah, so we got involved with Akrumi, And uh, I kind of wanted to ask you... And what with the people that you coach and what you hear from your end, and I know numbers are hard, and I know how we run our business, no matter how, how much we try to model it like others, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But how do you balance the credit card debt, the capital coming in from the profits or the sales, and then you get involved with a crew me, which... I, it took us four or five months before we finally pulled the trigger on that. A little bit of urging from Abe that kind of gave us the thumbs up on it. And how do you, what's your best explanation of how to balance that and make sure you don't go in too deep? Yeah,
0: it's well, let me start here uh, explaining to folks what a crew me is and then kind of talk through your situation. And, and it's not generic advice because everyone's situation is a little different, but maybe some of the questions you should be asking yourself and some of the resources you should be looking at to answer the question you just asked me. So what is me? You can go to silentgym.com slash funding and see, I believe there's a podcast episode on that page as well as a link to the service called me, And they're a great sponsor of this community. Like we said, I kind of sought them out every bit as much as they sought me out uh, as we as we built this relationship. They've got such a great team. But the short story is the guy that owns their company was in retirement and he had done small business funding his entire career. That's what he did, is helped businesses find the funding they needed to grow. Well, he kind of lost interest. He'd retired. And then he kept hearing about these Amazon sellers and the excitement in the Amazon sellers. And from a if you just think from a big picture business. Perspective: Money flows to where it can grow, right? Smart money is always looking for somewhere it can go to keep its keep itself moving and growing. No one ever wants their money just sitting still, going stale. Inflation is going to destroy it. So if you've got more money than you know what to do with, besides spend, I mean, you know, you don't want to. Just go spend it like, I want to turn it into more money. Well, what are you going to do with it? One of the smartest things you can do with it from a business investment standpoint is to find somebody who's got a healthy Amazon business and give them some. And so of all the landscape of business opportunities out there that they could be looking at, they honed in on Amazon sellers, specifically this community, because we're not not out there taking huge risks, spending $30,000 trying to launch a private label. And half the time it fails, 90% of the time it fails if you're new if not more often than that. No, we're slow and steady growth type business models. They love that because they can safely put their money in. And as you use it and turn it into more money, they get a piece of that. So that's a crew me. That's who they are. That's what they do. Go listen to that podcast episode. But Travis's question is, how aggressively should I get into that money? And it's an interesting question because when you've got a successful business, people want to give you money as you're experiencing. They're probably wanting to give you more money than you're comfortable taking even. Yes.
1: And, as and a, it's, not, it's, it's a good problem to have. Oh, absolutely it is. But I want I want to be responsible. And the Admiral with my wife.
0: Yeah. And one of the things I love about what Accrue Me does is there's no interest that's being accrued. They just own a certain percent of your business based on how much they give you. Right. So I think a good financial planner is probably one of the most prudent recommendations I could give you at this point if you right. don't have one. Because you know, just like a good accountant can look at the numbers and they'll take out all the emotion and all the gratitude and all the hopes and dreams and all the fluff and all the, I wake up with a pep in my step in the morning. They don't care. They're looking at the numbers, right? right? And based on the numbers alone, here's where you were, here's where you are now, here's where you could be. And they help you kind of project through what's responsible, what's reasonable, what risks you're willing to take. So for me to break all that down, I'd kind of need to know you guys more than I do now, which, and that's not even something I'm all that necessarily good at anyway. But a good financial planner, where do you guys want to be 10 years from now? What does the path look like to get there? How much of other people's money are you going to realistically need, assuming things kind of continue in these trends that we're on now, right? So you can start to make some of those decisions. With credit cards, my rule is, if you can't pay it off every month, if you're getting interest at all of any kind, you're not using it properly. Pay it off. So yeah. if you're getting in over your head there, you're getting out of ahead of your skis a little bit, you know, so to speak. Right. Just it's not necessary. Uh, so that means you're buying inventory with that's what's beautiful about the replen's model. Travis is you can say I'm I'm not going to buy stuff unless I can reasonably expect to clear it through in a month or two. Right. Right. That's it. And yeah. ideally a month. Like I, there's just no need to get out ahead of yourself any further than that.
1: We, we, That's we have modeled oh, the risks are on, so small. We we kind of work on a 90 day program. Yeah. If it don't sell in that first month, then it gets more or less, we put it on sale. Exactly. And then if it doesn't sell in that second month, when that 90 days kind of hits, it's coming back, it's going on eBay. Mm-hmm. It's, are those my pair, are those the same size shoes? Can I have them? You're just you know, going to wear them yourself. Happened. Give them to right, somebody
0: right. as a Christmas present
1: or whatever. Yeah, right. You, you, that excess inventory, you bring
0: it back. Yeah, but you're not taking those big long-term risks. No. It, no. It, that, that's because you can read a keep a chart now. That's one of the big skills we oh. give you. So you're not taking those big inventory risks, hoping based on instinct or intuition, never, right? So right. your inventory, you know, if I drop the price down, my worst case scenario is I'm going to lose a couple points of margin maybe and right. that's my worst case. So my best case I'm making 25 30 40% net margin, 100 200% ROI on these, you know, that's what we're looking for. So it really is in the landscape of business opportunities, very few businesses are having to ask themselves these questions right now. Like if the world is offering me money, how much of it should I take? How fast should I scale, right? right. It's, it's a good problem to have like you said, but you want to you want to guard your trajectory. Because uh, you get into philosophical real quick, you know. If if I if you can turn five dollar bills into ten dollar bills magically, right. How many five dollar bills are you willing to take? Well, as many as people will give me would be your first instinct, but you're ignoring the inherent risk of is it still going to work the same way six months from now, <laughs> right? right? Or a right. year from now, or five years from now? Uh, so that's really the question you're asking, and a good financial planner can help you with that. Okay. I think you get yourself a hold of someone who's been doing it a long time. Some old dude. It's two or three years from retirement. You know, been doing it. He's going to ask you all the right questions, right, right, and and get you guys some really good answers beyond the scope of what I could do for you.
1: Okay, okay, nope. That's a that's kind of you know we kind of thought about that, and it's always a question. I wanted to have since we had this opportunity, I wanted to ask you that question.
0: Absolutely, they um, they're, they're uh, going to help you manage that risk, that mitigate that risk. Because really, it's you know it's a it's a universal problem that growing businesses
1: have. Right. And we do with our, with our credit cards, if I can't pay them like it's that month of what did you charge before you get interest? Luckily, we don't get any interest if a little bit floats over, but yeah, we're, I'm very ritual about pay that off before that 30 day billing cycle is sold.
0: And it's a great business model too, because you can
1: collect a lot of points. Yes. Paying off your big credit card bills every month, right? Well, I think I think we talked earlier about it. My son's getting married in October. We're very excited for that. And uh the part of what we do with our points is help pay for the part of the wedding.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really adds up. It really adds up to, to run it through. So that's where we kind of part ways with Dave Ramsey. Love you, buddy. Thank for thank you for endorsing one of my books <laughs> a while back. But <laughs> Man, if, if I can if I'm gonna to have to spend that 10 20 30 fifty thousand dollars a month on inventory I'm gonna put it on a card that I pay off every month I'm not just going to pay cash out of the bank right. and walk away from all those fly- free anywhere points and you know right. two three percent cash back offers uh, so that's that's beautiful well where else do you want to go with this man anything else on your mind Travis any uh, other thoughts or input for maybe some advice for the newer listeners or the, the newer visitors to our community. What's on your mind
1: for definitely for new people? Everybody's situation is different, and I think this gets said a lot. But like, really listen to this. We were in a point in our lives. We have a we have an adult child. Luckily, college is done. Those kind of expenses. We were very blessed. My wife mentioned after in two thousand eight that we did lose everything. I went back to school. This is, I'm also prior military. So school was paid for through the GI Bill. I went back to school and um, got into IT. Not to drag this one out. Funny thing was I went to be a lawyer to go to pre-law and was sitting in the first like Microsoft Office, Excel. You know, they, one of those classes they make you take and the guy starts talking about ones and zeros and all this stuff with computers. And I was like, I already know that. So I went to college. I ended up switching majors and went into IT. Side story, mainly just for you, but, but I did all that. And we were lucky enough to, after I was off work for almost eight months, I was lucky enough to get a job. And I've been with that place for um, going on 20 years now. My wife found a full-time job at the same organization and then became a contractor for that organization of the job that she left. So, for new people, we're in a little bit different situation. We had—I don't want to call it disposable, and I don't want to sound—I I don't like talking about it because, like, I don't want to sound like we're anything special. We just had a little bit extra that we threw at a TikTok idea, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where it, where it started. And we turned it in with more hard work we turned it into something that it is now. And only put in what you can. I asked the credit card question and the crew me question. Those things will come for new people. Don't max out your credit card trying to do this until you understand it. Good. That's great advice. Yes. So that's that's kind of the biggest thing. Only do what you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ease your way into it. We're all about slow and steady wins the race. It's right. a story I've told a few times on this on previous podcast episodes, but bear with me because you may or may not have heard this story. Have you heard the story about Dave Ramsey meeting a billionaire by any chance? I don't think so. No. Okay. So this is a story. I was actually there with him in person when he. T- I heard him tell this story. And he, he had one occasion where he'd met a billionaire. I think he's probably met a few more than that at this point, but it was one of the first, if not the first he'd ever met. As he said, I was trying to think of the smartest question I could ask this guy. And the best question I came up with in the moments that I had with him, I was in, he said he was in his office as this billionaire. And he said, um, if I could make my entire team read one book outside of the Bible itself, because they're both Christians, he's like, you know, what book would best equip my team for success in this venture that we're trying to build? I'm like, that's a pretty good question. I, I thought that was pretty solid. And uh, he was surprised when the billionaire was ready for the question, because apparently he gets it frequently. And he pulled out a box of books from behind his desk and said, how many copies do you want? And he's like, well, what's the book? <laughs> right. And he said, well, he pulled it up and it's a copy of the children's book, Tortoise and the Hare. Oh. Isn't that great? Took as many copies as he wanted, the Tortoise and the Hare. And for yeah. those who don't know, I mean, of course, the, you know, the the rabbit and the turtle start at the starting line. And everyone thinks, well, the rabbit's going to destroy the turtle. Well, no, the right. turtle wins. Cause the rabbit's distracted and taking breaks and sleeps under a tree and gets a snack yeah. and the turtle just kind of plods along right. and, and beats the rabbit. Right. But that's the business book. Now it's a fun kid story, obviously talking about determination and commitment right. and staying with the things that you commit to. And, but the bigger lesson is the point that you were just making it. Don't get out over. Don't take unnecessary risks. Right. Your trajectory matters so much more than getting early big victories And this is a business model that rewards you for a nice, slow and steady effort in the right direction. And you'll look back over your shoulder a couple of years from now and you'll be amazed at where you are just taking little risks and no point did you do anything that potentially put the family at risk. You just took these little baby steps in the right direction. And that's why we love this business model. And hopefully that story helps somebody.
1: Yeah, no, that's, I'm actually going to go reread the tortoise and the hare because I know the basics of it, but I want to go reread it and apply it to this. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Slow and it's, steady. The younger you
0: are, is. the more somebody should be smacking you in the head with that book, too. <laughs> as you get a little older, it doesn't matter as much. The finish line's right, right up there anyway, right? Right. I, I right. can go fast. I can go slow. Here it comes. Right. But when you're young, especially, um, yeah. that's a very valuable book to keep in mind. So. All right, man well what else is on your mind if anything it was um, certainly great seeing a little appearance from Becky and we got to meet one of your pooches you, there. That was great do you have any other questions <laughs> is or... Becky still nearby that's great she anything is. else on your mind Becky
2: decide we... a little bit yeah.
0: did we leave anything else out that that we could contribute for the uh, for the audience today
2: I think you guys are you know pretty much covered everything. I think for me it would be to reach out. Ask the questions. There is no stupid question. Mm, That's good. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and ask. With this community, like I said before, this community is phenomenal. And everybody is so supportive. And there's people out there that are more than happy to assist you along the way. Yeah, they're not going to hand things to you. Um, They're not going to tell you, go buy this or buy that. But if you have questions on you know keep a charts or on you know do you how would you go about doing something? Um, there's plenty of people out there that are more than willing to assist. Right. you know when, uh, when we first started, I think uh, that one of the hardest things for us was learning how to navigate through KIPA and trying to make good buys. Um, I'm sure at the, you know, in the beginning, we made more bad buys than we made good buys, but you can't be afraid to make bad buys because that's, that's how you learn. And I think that's kind of significant, you know, as long as you're learning from your mistakes and you're bettering yourself, get as much education as you can. Uh, If it wasn't, if it wasn't for him and all of his research And, you know, the podcasts and the YouTube videos and everything, He submerged himself in the culture. And uh, if it wasn't for him, we, I don't think we would be where we are today. So
1: she gives her, she gives me a lot of credit and I couldn't do all that if it wasn't for her. So we,
2: we are a team. We always have been. And uh, we rely on each other. We bounce things off each other. And, you know, to have somebody in your corner that's rooting for you is, is fantastic. So, you know, if you're, if you're flying solo with us, like I said, there's always a great community out there for support. So,
0: Well, you guys have a, a beautiful relationship and it, you can just yeah. sense the gratitude. You know, yes. 2008 yeah. was a gut punch and you guys built back, right? it was. And, uh, dug out of that. And congratulations on that.
2: Thank you. I appreciate Uh, that.
0: I'm excited too. I know you guys have a big wedding coming up, but it looks like you guys are hopefully going to try to make it to the Proven Conference. So we're going to try. Yes, we are
2: definitely, we
0: want
1: to be there. I actually, a previous conversation I had with you, I actually put in, leave for those days. So everything's working that way.
0: So. It's starting to line up. Well, let's make it happen. I I can guarantee you this. If you guys come, a couple things are going to happen. One, by the timing of this episode, people are going to come up and like, hey, I love that episode. You're going to see a lot of that. And the other thing is you guys are going to be so glad you came just because this community, you've experienced a little bit of that, Becky, you alluded to just how yeah. warm and welcoming. We don't see each other as competitors. We just don't. We're here to support and root for each other. So you're going to you know, you get several hundred people with that vibe. It's a powerful experience. It is.
2: I, I can only imagine, and and I I would love to be a part of that.
0: Can't wait to have you guys there. Then let's let's figure it out. If you need, if there's okay. anything I can do to help make it happen, I want you guys there. So let's do it. That enjoy. would
2: be
1: great. Excellent.
0: Well, I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a moment before, before we start to wrap this one up, guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed as much listening today as I did hanging out with my new friends who I'm going to see in August. 12th through 14th at The Proven Conference, theprovenconference.com. We want you there. Come join us, meet these guests today, and plus dozens and dozens of other recent guests. We've got 60 coaches on our team, which is amazing. And most of them are going to be there. It's going to be hundreds of people who are doing the stuff that you learn and hear about on this podcast several times a week. And it's always an honor and pleasure for me to spend time with you as a listener I know that you've given me some of your most valuable asset and that's your time. And for that, I'm always grateful. On behalf of my tremendous guests today, once again, Travis and Becky, you guys did such a great job. Thank you.
2: Thank Thank you. you, Jim.
0: Truly a pleasure. And on behalf of the rest of the team as well, God bless all the business building warriors out there. We're in your corner. We're here for you. We'll have another great episode for you again real soon. Talk to you then. Hey, thanks for listening today. One last thing before we wrap up a quick reminder Now that this episode is over, get over to theprovenconference.com and get your tickets for the event coming up August 12th through 14th, 2022. Your fellow listeners to this show are going to be there. Successful students that you've heard interviewed on this podcast, they're going to be there. Over 60 coaches from our team, they're going to be there. This is an incredible event. You cannot afford to miss it. It's an incredible investment in the future success of not just your business, but those vital relationships that you need, we talk about all the time, this will propel your life and your business forward. You're going to benefit tremendously from this. Do not miss this opportunity. We've done it multiple times in the past. Over 98% of all attendees say, yes, I'm coming back. The event gets bigger and better every single time. TheProvenConference.com. There's a link in the show notes. We want you to be there. Do not miss this.
1: We'll see you there. Talk to you next time.